Hi, I'm your host, Bella Page, and welcome to the Post-Concussion Podcast, all about life after experiencing a concussion. Help us make the invisible injury become visible. The Post-Concussion Podcast is strictly an information podcast about concussions and post-concussion syndrome. It does not provide nor substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are simply intended to spark discussion about concussions and post-concussion syndrome. Hi everyone and welcome to the post-concussion podcast with just me, your host Bella Page. Today I'm going to go over a few things. Something I just wanted to mention and remind everyone is if you are really loving the podcast as much as we are loving all the feedback, we have clothing available including hoodies, crewnecks, t-shirts, as well as stickers because I love stickers and all those things definitely help cover the cost of the show because it is expensive to run and it is all out of my own pocket and every single little bit of donation is so helpful as we have a support the podcast button at the end of every episode description and on the website, even just $1 or $5 makes a huge difference. So if you can take some time out of your day today, if the podcast is really helping you or any of the social media, please consider donating as it will help us keep going and allow us to help more people and reach out to more people who are suffering from post-concussion syndrome or persistent concussion symptoms or mild traumatic brain injury whatever you want to call it, because to me, we're all suffering and that's all that matters. And so please, if you do have a moment of your time, please consider checking out our clothing or making a quick donation to help support the show. Now, I wanted to talk about letting your identity change. So as we become survivors, sometimes our symptoms don't go away and things prolong more than just a few weeks, maybe a few months, maybe a few years, maybe longer but our identity changes and we sometimes really cling to that survivor identity. And I think that it's really important to let our identity change in and out of that idea. If things start to improve, I am a concussion survivor. It means a lot to me because it's really changed who I am. It completely defines my purpose now. And I think that's really important, but I'm not suffering anymore like most And I think that's important to realize, and I think it's important to let myself grow out of that suffering identity that I had been kind of cloud over with this whole time. And I think it's really important that others realize this because sometimes we hold ourselves back from getting better without even realizing it because we're focusing so much on everything else that's going on that we don't realize that we could maybe be doing a little bit better if we just started to let go of some of those things. Like I had headaches every day and I know that's no joke, but trying to think about it less or stress about it less did make a big difference mentally for me. Maybe not physically exactly, but mentally I was able to handle a lot more by not being so worried about all of my symptoms all the time. Now, when it comes to that, don't forget No one knows your whole story, and I like to talk about this because I think it's really important. 
Even your parents don't know your whole story because if you were like me, you didn't tell your parents every single thing you did as a teenager or everything you felt as a kid or an adult because that's not really how it works. And you have to remember that when talking with siblings, best friends, friends, colleagues, that they're looking at the cover of your story. They're looking at what you told them. And if you only told them the first few pages and maybe chapter four and chapter six and nothing in between, try to remember that when they respond to you, maybe in a way that you didn't expect, because maybe they don't know that you're suffering in the way that you are, because this is all invisible. And it takes time and a lot of time to get over the fact that this is invisible. It took me a long time. I really didn't know what to do. And like I talked about it in the first episode, I built up a brick wall and you were not taking that down. And I didn't tell anyone what was going on and that didn't help me at all. So to remember that people don't know your whole story, like there was times that people would say things to me like, The biggest comment, I mentioned it a lot because it's the one that hits me the hardest every time for some reason, is when people used to wish they were suffering like me. And it's not like they were wishing they were suffering. It's that they were wishing they were getting, I guess, the benefits of suffering, if you want to think about it that way, like not going to school or losing a bunch of weight or having excuses to never leave the house or things like that. They weren't really excuses. It was health reasons, but sometimes people don't realize what's coming out of their mouths when they talk, I swear. And I think we have to forgive them a little bit to a point because otherwise we get really angry at the world and that's not healthy for us or them. Now, something I actually got asked to talk about today was learning not to hide what's invisible. And I mentioned the pills So I take pills and I'd like to say I take them, but I can also say that I don't because I am a horrible patient. I can be honest, I am the worst patient. Probably why I dealt with this for so long because I would do therapies for months and then it would be so irritating and I'd be so done with therapy as a teenager that I would just give up and get angry. And that happens with me and my pills because taking vitamins and different supplements and different medications, sometimes it's exhausting, but they do help me. So I do my best to make sure that I'm actually taking them and staying organized with them. But for the longest time, I never took them in front of people. For example, I started hanging out with a new group of people in the last few months and I don't take my pills in front of them or I didn't for like the first month. And I never really thought about it, but I just wasn't taking them without thinking. I would just take them after we'd hung out or take them before we went dirt biking or something. And I would kind of hide it. But then I started to realize, what am I hiding? I am hiding who I am. I am hiding what allows me to function. I am hiding what allows me to be here. Without these pills, I'd probably be in bed or I definitely wouldn't be as outgoing and as happy as I am right now because they help me get out of bed every day. Or like my little headphones, the little earpieces, I talk about them a lot that I put in my ears. I secretly would put them in my ears. But then I started to realize why. Why am I secretly putting headphones in my ears so that I don't have to leave? Why am I ashamed of something that I can't control? And I don't think a lot of it's shame. I think a lot of it is I don't want the questions. 
I didn't want somebody that was like, why are you taking these pills? Or the look that people give you when they realize that you're sick, even though I don't consider myself sick anymore. Or that look they give you when you go up to do something that's out of the norm, like putting headphones in at a restaurant and carrying on a conversation isn't exactly the typical thing to do. But a really loud restaurant is really hard to tune out those high frequencies for me. And my headphones allow me to do that. And it's really hard to not hide all these things about yourself and start to accept that this is who I am. And so I really advise that you didn't do that. And I don't mean just the pills. And I'm also telling you, you don't have to answer everyone's questions about them either. And why you wear headphones or a hat everywhere you go or don't wear a hat. Or maybe you have different things that help you that you do to get out of the house. You don't have to hide it from anyone because you shouldn't have to hide it. And you shouldn't have to hide what allows you to be there, like going to a family event. I talked about this a little while ago. Most family events for me are too long. If they start in the morning or in the afternoon and go all day and past dinner or all night, I just really don't last that long very often, at least because the afternoon is kind of where my brain likes to shut off. So what I like to do is take a nap. And I have no shame in napping, but it's kind of hard to be like, well, I'm going for a nap and disappear from a party. (laughs) And I can do that around my family because they understand what I'm going through and they know what I'm talking about. But don't be ashamed if you have to leave and come back. It doesn't matter if you have to tell the truth and say, I really need to go lay down, but I'll be back in an hour. Or, you know, I need to go out and do something, but I'll be right back. Don't be ashamed to leave and come back. If you're in an event all day because that's life and you have to do what allows you to be there and allows you to function and be happy while you're out as well. So learning not to hide what's invisible is really important and it takes time. And some people are naturally just great at it and a lot of us aren't because it's already invisible. (laughs) So just take your time and do your best not to hide it because we're trying to make this injury less invisible. We want people to see what's happening because there's so many people out there suffering just like you and you don't even realize it because it's invisible. Like I said, and you don't see that they're suffering too. And maybe they're not suffering in the same way. Maybe they didn't get a brain injury or a concussion. Maybe they just have really bad mental health. Or maybe something else is going on in their life that they're not talking about. Maybe they have to take pills for something that they've never talked about before. And by you opening up, it allows them to open up, which is why I love being a concussion advocate. Because being an advocate helps you create a survival guide for others with all of the mistakes you've made, which is what essentially this podcast is for myself. It is a full guide for all of you because I didn't have any of this. And I think it would have made a really big difference in my life if I did. And probably a really big difference in my family and partner's life because I would have been able to know how to talk through what I was going through rather than just bottling it all up and carrying on like everything was fine. And so just remember that you can be your own advocate in little ways, like learning not to hide what's invisible or talking about what you're going through. You don't have to tell everyone. I always encourage this, or I guess I always vouch for this. Not everyone you know needs to know everything going on in your life. It is okay to have privacy, but those people that matter, it's important to tell them because it can make a really big difference in how they interact with you 
and how you interact with them. And maybe there's something they're bottling up too. But with that, we're going to take a really short break. Therospecs are therapeutic blue light glasses for people with brain injuries, post-concussion headache, and photophobia. They filter up to 25 times more of the light that causes pain and other symptoms, making them more effective than typical blue light glasses. So if fluorescence, screens, or sunlight feel too bright or trigger your symptoms, try Therospecs risk-free for 60 days and see if you can find the protection and relief you need. Visit therospecs.com Bella and use code BELLA15 for $15 off your order. Welcome back to the Post-Concussion Podcast with myself, Bella Page, and today's solo episode is all about school now because a lot of us suffer when being in school and it can apply to work too, but I think these things will really help. So we have our Concussion School Toolkit that is out and was just released this week. And if you missed it already, you can still get it. There is a link in our episode description, or you can find it all over our website or on our social media right now. And what it involves is three things or four things, I guess. One of it is kind of my experience and just gives you a brief overview of what I went through. And my school experience was eventful. But the next part is tips for things that can help you get through online school, in-person classroom work, or how to handle homework when dealing with symptoms and all those kinds of things. And then we also have tips for parents for how to understand what your kid is going through, how to talk to them, and how to help them get the support that they need. And then we also have a little bonus letter for teachers that you can add a little bit to It's a template that you can take and give teachers when you need to explain what's going on because sometimes it's really hard to explain it in the right way. And sometimes this letter is enough to be like, this is what's going on with me and I need you to understand that I'm doing my best as a student and my best is going to change every day. So that is our Concussion School Toolkit and there's a lot more things in it, but you can get access to it on our website in the episode description and so many other ways. So don't forget to check it out because I really think it'll help you. And even if you're not in school and maybe you work in an office setting or you work at home, a lot of the tips for students might help you too because there's lots of tips for being on a computer, working with paper, working through symptoms. So make sure you check it out. So I just wanted to talk about one more thing and that is mental health because I love talking about mental health. And it's true because I wouldn't talk about it forever, so now I bring it up all the time, and I think that's why. So we talk about our concussions, and when people find out what I do or how I help people with concussions and survivor life or post-concussion life or post-brain injury life, whatever you want to call it, I get this comment about, it's interesting, it's like, I've had all of these concussions Do you ever talk about how you don't feel like yourself after? Do you ever talk about the things that the doctors don't say, like how I was really sad? Or do you ever talk about mental health? Or do you ever talk about how to get better because it doesn't feel like that after a few weeks or a few months? And I think it's just eye-opening to me. Every time I hear other people are suffering from this, and just in casual conversations, like yesterday, for example, I was talking with someone I had just met 
And the first thing they said was, do you ever talk about the depression and stuff? And it kind of just hit me because no one's talking about this. Well, some people are, but definitely not enough. And we really should be because so many people are struggling with that part of concussion and brain injury recovery. And I think it's so important that we're helping people get through this and talking about mental health because it's such a big piece of all of this. It's so hard to explain what mental illness or mental health is like because everyone's situation is so different. To me, it was like these dark clouds followed me around that were so heavy and everyone chose depression differently. I wasn't messy. My room was not. I did sleep a lot, but I also had headaches a lot. But you wouldn't know that when I was out. I was smiling. I was happy. And that is the problem with mental illness is that it's invisible, just like these injuries. And I just like to put some light on it because if you are suffering, talk to someone. And I often talk about getting professional help, like speaking to therapists. And something that is really important to realize is that it's not cheap. And I get that because Canada is a little bit different. And a lot of these services can be provided and covered. But in the US, it's a little different. And in other countries, it's different as well. And outsourcing mental health therapy can be very expensive. And I understand that. So start talking with a friend. Then maybe see if there's support networks out there. Like check your brain injury community. Most states and countries have alliances or networks available for you to talk to. And maybe there's a few free sessions that you can start with. And maybe that's enough to just get you motivated or maybe make you realize how much it's worthwhile. Try things like online therapy. There's text therapy through your phone. There's apps that provide therapy for very low rates a month. So think of alternatives and don't let the price turn you away from therapy because there is other ways to access it. And I understand it can be really daunting if you're unable to work right now. So try to think outside the box and don't be afraid to reach out here to the podcast. We connected someone with a therapist just the other day because they needed help and they needed financial help as well. So we try to find the solution that worked for them. We're always here for that. So I just wanted to thank everyone for listening today. If you have questions, please reach out. There's more things you want me to cover, more things you want to know about me, please reach out. If there's guests that you really want to hear from and you want to know what they're going through and what their story's like, please send them our way because we love more guests, even though sometimes it's overwhelming with all of the guest requests. It's really important that we can get everyone's story across. So don't forget to reach out and take everything one day at a time. And thank you so much to everyone who has supported the podcast so far, whether you bought some clothing, gave a small donation, or if you've just shared the podcast with your friends or wrote a review. It all makes a huge difference, but don't forget to click that support the podcast button at the bottom of our episode description if you do have time today, because every dollar counts and makes a big difference to help us keep going. And thank you. I hope you all have a wonderful morning afternoon or night, whatever time you're listening to this. And just remember, you're living through something invisible, or maybe your partner is, or maybe your best friend, and that's okay that it's invisible, but that doesn't mean you are invisible. So keep your head up, and I hope everything continues to improve. I just wanted to say thank you 
The podcast is just over six months old and I couldn't be happier with the response. If you truly love the podcast, please consider leaving a tip in our support the podcast tip jar found at the bottom of our episode description. All tips are greatly appreciated and help cover costs of the show. Has your life been affected by concussions? Join our podcast by getting in touch. Thank you so much for listening to the Post-Concussion Podcast and be sure to help us educate the world about the reality of concussions by giving us a share. And to learn more, don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.